Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. You are now listening to What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express podcast powered by the War Report. It's Wednesday. Joining me, as always, is my girl, Brandy Mack, and my guy, Auburn Memes. Before we get started, a quick word from our sponsors. Well, guys, Auburn football is making major moves on the recruiting game. They went out and they hired Cowboys scout Drew Fabianick to come in. And uh, help with recruiting, uh, talent identification, and development. So uh, I got Brandy Mac Auburn means with me. Uh, Brandy, you 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 did you gave us the rundown before we started recording on on this guy's history. Tell our listeners, you know, who is Drew Fabianick, where he comes from, why should we care? Yeah, absolutely. So Drew's originally from Colorado, and he started his career in college, actually, as the quarterback and receiver coach at Mesa State College. And then from there, he went on to be a graduate assistant for defense at Baylor. And then from there, he went to be the defensive end coach at Tennessee for about three years in the 90s. Um, And then from there, he coached as D coordinator at two smaller universities, UT Martin and La Monroe. And then from there, in 2004, he was hired by the Cowboys as a national scout and spent 18 years of his career there before recently accepting this position at Auburn. So that's really exciting. And just some notable guys that he scouted whenever he was with the Cowboys. So Des Bryant, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott. Mm. And something that's really neat about him as well is since he was there, um, 11 of the Cowboys' first-round draft picks have turned into pro bowlers. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, listen, talent, having an eye for talent is an underrated skill where everybody can recruit stars, but being able to see a guy and say, this is, this is our guy. Uh, You know, how many times have we had kids come through Auburn, uh, three stars that nobody ever heard of, and they turn, they're off to the NFL. They're a top, you know, three round draft pick. So 
I think that this is a good move for them in terms of identifying talent. Uh, you know, memes, you and I have talked quite a bit before about how many guys came through the program highly rated and ended up busting out. So, you know, having a guy who has an eye for talent is definitely going to be important. But, you know, what are your thoughts on this move on on the Cowboys' Drew Fabianick joining the Auburn Tigers? It's definitely the mission, this building up to the pros culture that Harson's trying to instill. I think it's just one step closer to that. The hierarchy of how the layout of athletic departments will specifically look around football for what were the traditional positions that kind of had that, for lack of better words, we'll call it the corporate ladder of the uh, office work behind the scenes there. That stuff's completely changing with the evolution of the sport and just how much money there is into it and just how competitive you have to be. And it's really good to see that the staff is staying true to that mission of saying, hey, we want to be a program that develops to the pros. We want to evaluate strong and we're looking for pro level prospects. You could talk NIL, you can talk fame, you can talk this, you can talk that for what is a kid's motivation. Let's be real. Every kid that's playing elite level college football, they're eyeing the pros. That's always going to be the top prize for playing and to have a staff member and then members, plural, and coaches that have those connections and have that knowledge of understanding how that aspect of the game works is going to be huge for Auburn. They've definitely made strides to do this. Obviously, we had the issue with Austin Davis, the strikeout there, which definitely I think has a – if there's any skepticism around this, it's people just being a little bit afraid to, hey, this is a good thing because they're just nervous about it because they got burned once. They don't want to be burned twice. Right. But you also have the recent addition of I Kill and things like that. So just having that around there to where these guys are going to be surrounded by and in contact with guys that have good pro connections and understand the NFL – it's going to be a really big move for Auburn. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction, and I'm excited to hopefully see that continue because I'm you're definitely not going to be see this being the last pro connected hire that Auburn and staff's going to bring on. Yeah, I think it's important to note what you just said about having that pro connection. Now, uh, it, come NFL draft time, it might help to have a guy who used to draft guys to the NFL call a GM for Auburn players and say, hey, this guy's the real deal. And you know, because I used to pick them all the time in the NFL. I think it's a great move. Uh, and having a pro focus when it comes to recruiting definitely will pay dividends because an athlete's ultimate goal is to make it to the pros. We see how that's working with Bruce Pearl, with him putting guys in the first round of the NBA draft, getting his next prospect is easier because he can prove that he can get those guys to the next level. Now, football is a little different. There are a lot of facets to football, and I feel like basketball, it's easier to project talent a little bit more than it is in football because there are so many different skill sets at football. Uh, so, you know, what, what do we expect to, to see this? Uh, if, we had to, if we had to guess here, you know, you make a move like this and you bring a guy onto your staff, uh, I think last year we put four guys into the draft, maybe three or four. You know, what do we want NFL draft result? Was it one? Um, I think it was. I know it was one in the, in the second round. Roger yeah. McCurry, I want to say it may have just been him. Um, uh, I thought we had another one. I mean, I know a lot. Yeah, we, people- we had some guys sign. We did have some guys sign. Um, undrafted free agent deals but yeah 
Yeah, I mean, we, a lot of people. That's a testament to the former. I think more so the former staff than the current one. But it's still something. It's still a trend you have to turn around. If you want to get guys in your program, uh, recruits need to see guys going to the NFL. So it's going to be super important, I think, for the Auburn Tigers. And this is a good move. This is a really good move uh, for, you know, for us. Yeah, you're right. It was one guy. Roger yeah, four, four was the year before. That's what yeah. you're thinking of. Yeah, 2021 yeah. draft had four guys. <laughs> yeah, it was one guy. It was Roger McCreary. So, a lot right. of people were bemoaning that result. And now, mind you, we had guys that could have gotten drafted come back for another year. Uh, and that's important to note as well, too. And, you know, Brandy astutely noted that there were guys who signed free agent contracts, so they were on the cusp of being drafted. But, you know, teams still took a chance on them so they can prove in camp that they're, they're worth a, a roster spot. Uh, but I think we all agree something's got to give in recruiting here. Now, uh, the offseason drama definitely hampered recruiting and it allowed other schools to negatively recruit. You know, Brandy, what are your thoughts on this maybe being one of those things that counters that negative recruiting that other coaches may be doing against Auburn right now? Yeah, I think this is a great move by Auburn. And not only does Drew have a plethora of years in the NFL, but he a lot of his experience is in the South. And that's what a lot of the critics have said about Harson's staff when it comes to recruiting is that they don't have connections to the South. Well, outside of three years in the early 80s from Drew, the rest of his experience is all in the South, either in the state of Texas, the state of Tennessee, or in the state of Louisiana. And so I think that's really going to be impactful because a lot of people out there have been, well, Harson keeps hiring these people that don't have any connections to the South. We need to have in-state connections and connections and places that we need to be recruiting from. Well, this guy has those connections now. So I think that's going to play a big part in his role too. Yeah. I, being connected is definitely important. Now, uh, when Harson got hired, a lot of people said, Hey, you know, this guy isn't from here. He doesn't know this area. Yeah, I'm not sure that matters as much um, because you can establish those relationships. But Memes, I want to ask you, you know, um, in terms of just overall program perception, because you're plugged into social media, you know, how are people reacting to the news of this of this hire? Is there optimism, skepticism, skepticism around this? How are people looking at it? Well, I kind of teased at it earlier. I think people are a little reserved to get too excited about it just because of what happened with Austin Davis. Cause I think a lot of people really talked themselves in that hire for the pro connection. And then poof, a month or so later, the rug ripped out from under you and you're sitting there pounding like, Oh man, that I really, I really talked myself into selling that dream. And you saw a little bit of that with Ike Hilliard and kind of like, I don't know. And then now you got a third one that's really big hyped up and you're still kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I want to jump in these waters again. But that's not to say people aren't still excited. I think if that hadn't happened prior, you'd see a lot more people hyped up about it. I think they're going to want to start seeing the results of that before they really start being ready to dive in and be like, yes, this is an exciting hire. This is an exciting culture change that we're seeing. But I will definitely say this. There's not a single person who said anything negative about it because there really is nothing to say negative about it. And it does look like Auburn had a very competitive hire because – as it says, it, it does look like he could have taken a lot of other jobs and for Auburn to pull this one off and to jump in the college world is a pretty big deal. So 
there's definitely been some excitement for it. Uh, I do, like I said, I think there's some a little bit more reservations. It has nothing to do with him. I just think it has to do with more what happened prior. But you can't, I don't think anybody can really deny that this isn't going to be anything but a good thing. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Yeah, uh, what do we say to people who are like, this doesn't mean anything? I've, I've heard that. I've heard people say this is a non-starter. It doesn't re- really mean anything. How, how do we counter the skepticism around this hire? Well, everything everything that's happened right now is going to, short of just us landing a five-star recruit, there's going to be skepticism around everything. And even then, I've heard literally heard people say, well, if we get this kid, what does it matter? He's going to end up not even not even staying at Auburn he's going to drop or flip his commitments so there there really is just no appealing some of these naysayers that there's just nothing that they will see or say that is not just surrounded by negativity and I don't know how they've got themselves in this cloud but it, it really is out there with a lot of people and it's just like it's head scratching to me because it's like this is a good hire this is a step in the right direction all the same people that were huge naysayers over Gus were talking about the lack of pro development and how that was killing recruiting of, hey, it's a high school offense. Guys don't want to play for it. Da, da, da. It's like, OK, we have done a complete 180 in the right direction, but you're still not happy. So it's almost to the point where it's like trying to argue with a brick wall, I feel like, because I have these arguments daily with people and I don't even know what to tell them. Like, it's just you wanted this. You got it. Now you're not happy. What's it going to take? Uh, that that's a uh, I think that's an entire episode of debate we should have. I wish it was all in show because I'd love to hear uh, what the people out there are saying because I'm almost at a loss for words for it myself. Yeah, it, the, the negativity is is exhausting. It's exhausting listening to people, you know, knock everything that this coach does. Uh, I really feel like a lot of that negativity is just coming from people who don't like Carson, so it doesn't matter what he does. Uh, but I think it's a good move. I think that innovation is a big part of staying ahead of the game and bringing in a pro scout. Um, I don't know that any other programs are really doing that, bringing in pro scouts to work in their program and be a part of talent development and, and recruiting. So, you know, Auburn is um, got three commits in the class right now, and it's July. So if they four, it's four. Is it four? Yeah, they got four. I, I, I thought we had one guy decommit, but. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, the kid that ended up going to choosing Florida State, the in-state kid. No, he he never he was never committed to Auburn. He was leading for Auburn. Okay, so it wasn't a flip, but uh, it was. There was a lot of feeling that he would choose Auburn and then end up going to Florida State, and he ended up saying Auburn wasn't even his number two. So of course, just the gut wrenching feeling to all those out there definitely got some people riled up. But no, he. Yeah, he was never actually committed to Auburn. Well, okay, so we got four good commits in the class right now. A lot of people are up in arms about how many commits we have right now. Like Brandy, what do you what do you what do you what do you think about what this class is going to look like midseason? Now, I feel like Auburn is the wait and see for a lot of high-profile recruits. There's no reason right now to 
commit to Auburn early because a lot of people based on last season are want to see how Harson's system plays out in year two before they start committing. But with the early signing period in December, um, July commitments have become a priority because kids are committing right at the end of the season. It, it seems like, um, you know, what are your thoughts on what, um, how many commits Auburn has to pick up by mid season to gain some real traction in recruiting? Yeah, I personally would like to see us around eight to 12 commits by midseason. Um, I think if we could get there, that would be really, really great for the program. It, 12 is quite a stretch, but I think that they can get there um, with the right start to the season. And performance on the field does matter a lot, but it also depends on what other teams do too, because we never know how other teams are going to perform. And you know, one of our games at the very beginning of the season is against LSU, and that's a team we are consistently recruiting against. And so if we can win that game against LSU and potentially flip an LSU commit or two, that would be really big for the program. Um, so I would say around 8 to 12 commits would be great. Um, but also it's important to remember that nobody that is committed right now has signed yet. So nobody has signed the dotted lines and it doesn't, nobody's commitment to me right now means anything, but the four commits to Auburn to me don't mean anything. And all the other commits to other universities don't mean anything to me right now. Nothing matters until the dotted line is signed. So I don't think that there's any reason to freak out about recruiting when nobody signed anything. Memes. I want to, I want to jump a point with that. And that's actually a really good, that, that was a good segue that we're starting to see. And we just saw it. We just saw it today with that Florida state quarterback who just decommitted. Um, Chris, I think it's Parsons. Yeah, Chris Parson in single, singular Parson. So he was a he was a commit at Florida State. And now with all the rumors that Brock Glenn drama asterisks, that's a conversation for another time. We'll pause that. <laughs> looks like he's going to Florida State. It looks like Parson has dropped his commitment to Florida State because do they really want to take two quarterbacks? Or if you're a quarterback, do you really want to be in a class of two quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. And he's back on the market. So with all these guys committing historically early, what you're going to start seeing is these guys who got in early and all of a sudden, especially for some of these kind of top tier schools, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know what? There's a uh, there's a shinier new toy out there. We think we want to add this kid too. We're not decommitting you, but yeah, this guy. And then it's sort of like, well, shoot, you know, that's that's another that's another linebacker here. We're already at four. These guys are all pretty much higher rated than I am. Uh, that could really cut my playing time. All right, I'm going to decommit and go look somewhere else. Right. So I think you might start seeing a lot more of that just from the side effect of guys committing so early. And then your guys that commit at more normal times are going to start shuffling these classes. So I would not be surprised if for that factor alone, especially too, because I mean, there, there's an entire senior year of football and we know that guys will reclassify their stars rankings will change because you'll have guys develop and you'll have guys come up and you'll have guys that drops. It happens every year and you'll have guys that just come out of nowhere. And that's potentially going to shuffle up these boards as classes adjust. So opportunities will come up at different schools with playing time. So we might see just kind of how NIL and transfer portal has sort of changed things there. What it's affecting with recruiting of guys coming on board. We might see, more shuffling come on than we have in the past. Obviously, I can't say that for a fact, but as Brandy said, I mean, the middle of the season is really going to be the uh, the key factor there, and that could be a good thing for Auburn because it's not like the quality's there. It's just not the quantity. So that means Auburn can really be like, hey, 
we're open. We've got a spot for you. And I think these guys that if they did were to swap commitments over to Auburn can feel pretty confident just because there's not a lot of guys there. Hey, I'm a marquee member of this class now versus I'm one of 30 and there's five guys who play my position. Yeah, I think it's important. I like that point memes. Um, a, a July commitment means absolutely nothing because nobody signs a letter of intent in July. You literally can't. Signing day is December, and a lot can happen between now and December. So I bet that even if a kid commits, it doesn't mean that the staff stops recruiting that kid um, or stops trying to give that kid reasons to reconsider his commitment to whatever school he's committed to. Right now, it's easier to make that commitment to other schools for whatever reason. And these are 17, 18, 19-year-olds that are just trying to figure out life. A lot of them are going to flip-flop. And Auburn is going to benefit from that. But guys get hurt too. Don't forget. That's another thing that changes recruiting. That's right. That's right. Guys go pro or get hurt. I'm talking, I'm talking high school guys that'll drop out of, that'll get the old, Hey, we'll gray shirt you type situation like Saban did back in the day. Yeah, for for sure. (laughs) Now I saw, I saw an article where um, Alabama landed two top 10 quarterbacks for this next recruiting class, two top 10 rated quarterbacks in the same class are going to Alabama next year. And I was a little shocked by that, but I have to believe that's going to turn out poorly for at least one of them, because it's one thing when you come in in the class right after a highly rated quarterback that you expect to do well and go pro at some point, uh, because they've had a really good succession of quarterbacks, right? Uh, uh, Jalen hurts to a, Matt Jones, and now um, Bryce Young. So their last four quarterbacks have, have worked out pretty good. Uh, but those guys all, one after the other, uh, Hertz actually lost his job to the freshman, Tua. Uh, but they're finding playing time for these guys. I've got a theory on that. It's a okay. weird one, but let me – so let me get on that. Real, this will be a real quick one. That's a very strange thing. Like, if you're if you're both two highly premier quarterbacks, why are you going to the same school, same class – but what did we see what happened this past year with guys like Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams? If you're a premier quarterback, five-star guy, high four-star from the big-name school, and you hit the transfer portal, I mean, you're like meat in a shark pit. Everybody wants you all of a sudden at that point. So I don't know if that's the pitch that they're selling, but I can't help but wonder if that's in the back of these guys' minds. Like, hey, if it doesn't end up working out, I'll be the hottest thing on the transfer portal just because I originally was at Alabama. So I don't know if that's something that's maybe going on, but we've kind of seen it happen already. So there is fallback in these type situations that there wasn't prior. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Brandy thoughts. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree with how recruiting this, the landscape has changed over time. Um, Bringing the conversation like back to drew, but tying it into recruiting Mm -hmm. the last weekend in July is big cat weekend. And so that's right. That's going to be a great weekend for Drew to just get thrown into the fire at Auburn and really have fun with these kids out there that we're recruiting right now and then go back into the film room later and talk with the rest of the staff and be like, how are y'all's conversations out there having fun with them at Big Cat? Um, This is what I think about them and their potential at Auburn. So I think that is a really important date to circle um, for Drew coming into Auburn is, okay, who who are these kids that are coming? Because Big Cat more so is like a really fun weekend. I I worked in recruiting at Auburn, and it's literally just a day filled with fun, learning about Auburn and all of this stuff. But then there is also some serious conversations to be had with 
coaches and staff. So I, I'd be really excited to see what Drew brings to the table and talks with about with these kids coming into Big Cat. Because there are some big name defensive players coming in and then also offensive linemen, um, which seems to be like the main focus of Big Cat, which is great because we need help there. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Um, all four of the commits that Auburn has are currently coming. And then there's a, a good list of guys who aren't committed anywhere yet, including um, a four-star D-lineman from a community college, as well as a four-star offensive tackle. That's a Georgia commit. So on the same lines of potentially Auburn flipping somebody, you know, there is a potential for us to flip someone there, um, as well as land, potentially land commitments at Big Cat. Um, historically, Auburn has landed big time commitments during Big Cat weekend. So who knows what that weekend will bring, but I think that's going to be a big weekend for Drew to just get thrown into the fire and for these recruits to kind of see what he's all about too. Yeah, well, I know for a fact he arrives on campus next week. So he will be on the planes for Big Cat weekend to try to make his mark on the Auburn Tigers football program and hopefully give them a jolt in recruiting so that they can start to move forward and show kids that Auburn is definitely a premier destination if you want to play in the pros. So Auburn's got work to do. Uh, Drew Fabian Nick is a part of the program. Hope we said his name right. We definitely went to Google Translate to figure that one out, uh, giving Auburn memes credit for that one. Uh, it's Wednesday. As always, I want to thank Brandy Mac and Auburn Memes for joining me on this fine Wednesday to talk a little Auburn football. We'll be back next week with a very interesting discussion that I'll save for next week. But until then, and as always, War Eagle. Hey, War Eagle, we're making it through the offseason one day at a time. Here we go. You are now listening to 